Welcome to Our Frequencies, a podcast that explores fitness, health, and wellness with a modern approach to mindset, personal development, and some real high vibes. All of this comes from a place of love and passion. My name is Ophi. I'm a certified nutrition and health coach and your friendly neighborhood podcast host. So if you're all for it, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to O Frequencies. So good to see slash hear you. I wanted to, one, check in and see how y'all doing. It has been crazy times, but I know that a lot of us have largely adapted and that's great. It just goes to show that as humans, we are very adaptive and we can be very flexible to change despite it feeling very overwhelming, especially when the circumstances are very uncertain. But there was something and there is something that is consistently lingering in the back of my mind and I want to address it, but I don't know how. I don't know where to begin. It's a very... I think, loaded topic. But nonetheless, I thought I would give it a go in a very conversational and raw and authentic style and talk about how there has been an increase and influx and almost saturation of at-home workouts, which... By the way, disclaimer, I am all about, it is so great to see people putting out this awesome content and so many people are doing it for free as well with the intentions of just helping others and and helping others find motivation and community and accountability, especially when Motivation levels are probably at an all-time low, especially for those of us who fucking love the gym and love lifting weights. So body weight at-home workouts aren't always, you know, the sexiest thing, but because there's so much information and so many resources out there right now, it's created... Sorry, I just wiped my nose. It's created a very supportive environment for everyone and it's made exercise pretty much very accessible. Anyway, so those are largely the thoughts that have been circling my mind. But what I really wanted to talk about today was, you know, I really had to. I was watching one of my favorite YouTubers and by no means am I, you know, trying to berate her or attack her for saying this, but it just reinforces that if she thinks this, then many other people are possibly thinking this too. And that's, you know, I've been doing ab challenge for two weeks now, but my abs still don't look like hers yet. You know, I know my nutrition is all over the place though. And, you know, that, that was the comment, right? And, you know, she's totally right in saying and acknowledging that there's more to abs than just the exercises, but nutrition as well. But I hate to break it and be the bearer of bad news, but there's a chance that even if you did quote unquote clean up your nutrition and continue to do these ab challenges, you're still not going to look like Chloe Ting. And here's why. To have well-defined ab lines, you need to have a low level of body fat as well as well-developed abdominal muscles, as well as good genes. Unfortunately, we can't actually spot reduce fat Spot reducing means targeting fat loss to a specific area of the body. And I'm talking about like workouts that are titled burn belly fat or tighten arms. And yes, to some degree, these workouts can 
build the muscles in those areas, but it's not spot reducing fat. You're not losing fat in that specific area. You're basically toning the muscles by working on them. But losing fat in those areas is largely dependent on your overall body fat percentage because we all lose and gain fat and store fat differently. One of your friends might never get fat in her belly. And maybe for us, I know I do, I, get, I store a lot of fat in my torso and it's the last place I lose fat as well, no matter how strict my diet is. I'm seeing workouts over here that are claiming to build an hourglass figure, but whether or not we can have an hourglass figure is also largely dependent on our genetics and like bones. You can't train your ribs to be smaller. Some of us have larger ribs that make it really hard to create that like snatched waist look. And you can continue to post videos and exercises to say, hourglass figure at home and stuff. But a lot of us can't actually get that no matter how much we do these exercises or how quote unquote clean we're eating. I'm really not trying to dig at anyone in particular because not the only person out there that is posting videos like this. Like there is so much more where that came from. And I want to commend these people for building a community, for inspiring people to move, because I know that a lot of women who are afraid of stepping into the gym did start their fitness journey watching videos like this. And I think that's amazing. And credit is, they, they deserve all credit that's due. But I'm also not okay with these claims being thrown around casually and people doing these exercises with the intention of looking like a specific person or having their abs or their body as an end goal because that is absolutely unrealistic and impossible. So I know that this podcast episode has largely been me ranting a little bit, <laughs> but I do have some takeaways for you. And if you are listening to this episode and if you are following me on Instagram, then you are probably health conscious and want to be able to do the very best that you can whilst in this quarantine to maintain, if not improve your body composition and make sure that you are doing everything that you can to optimize your health, energy and fitness levels at home. So in regards to nutrition, I know that there's a lot out there about tracking your macros and, you know, eating clean, eating healthy and all of those things. But if you are new to watching your nutrition, then this can be pretty overwhelming. And so we know we need to exercise. And what do we do with our nutrition? I want to recommend a philosophy that has completely transformed my eating as well as my clients. I make sure that all of my clients do this, even if they're not counting calories, because at the end of the day, we're looking for sustainable ways to be eating. This is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. So this nutrition philosophy is the 80-20 rule. And I know I'm not about assigning diet rules or anything, but this is more of a lifestyle. 
So this dictates that 80% of our daily food intake should come from whole and nutritious sources. So that's like lean proteins, nuts, fruits, vegetables, just basically foods that are unprocessed. And 20% of this food intake should come from treats, from refined sugars, from processed foods, from indulgence or comfort foods, you know? And this is effective because it's not restrictive. It might sound bizarre because I'm actually telling you to eat processed foods 20% of the time, but it's effective because it shows that you can have the cake and eat it in balance with proper nutrition and a lifestyle that is actually sustainable. Can you see yourself eating this way every single day for the next 10 years of your life? I love asking this question because it's true. If you can't, then why are you doing it? What is it for? This is not about looking a certain way or fitting into a certain dress by a certain time, but actually looking a certain way and keeping it that way for the rest of your life. Am I right? And this ties in with exercise, training, incorporating at least two days of bodyweight workouts a week that involve all muscle groups, not just the abs. Focusing especially on slow and controlled movements because five intentional reps is still far better than 20 half-assed ones. I know how easy it is to just bounce around and just move and just do like a half-assed squat, like do it quick because let's say 20, let's just get 20 done, you know? And in this instance, sometimes quantity is not more important than quality. Like it is so much more important that the quality of each rep is good and intentional and slow and controlled as opposed to how many you actually do, especially in the absence of weights. We need to make sure we're creating as much resistance as we can as possible because research has shown that resistance training is by far superior for building strength and improving muscle thickness, which is what ultimately helps us to achieve that toned appearance. If you have trouble creating that resistance with bodyweight exercises alone, then invest in some resistance bands. You can get them for like $20 online and they create a world of new opportunities and exercises that you can potentially do at home. Without resistance bands, it's very difficult for us to specifically target upper body like our shoulders or our back or our chest and I've found that even my clients who are training solely at home even if it's just three days a week they are still seeing growth in their muscles so I would definitely highly recommend investing in a set of resistance bands if you are looking to up your at-home workouts and continue to make progress even if it's at home so I'm really bringing it back to basics now but the third thing is sleep prioritizing your sleep cycle, ensuring you're getting adequate and consistent sleep each night is what's going to go a long way. You can't top up your sleep with naps in the day. So the best thing you can do is prioritize good quality sleep every night. And this ensures that you're well equipped to manage both energy and stress levels the next day. You don't need me to list out all the benefits of sleep. You know what it feels like to wake up feeling refreshed as opposed to feeling groggy and tired. And so prioritizing consistent sleep and ensuring you're honoring your body, your sleep cycle, and just creating that routine for you is really going to form a really good foundation and basis for you to work with. You're going, it's going to control your hunger levels throughout the day, which affects the food that you eat, which affects your cravings, which affects your ability 
ability to show up to your training sessions. The list goes on. And finally, water intake. Our bodies are made up of between 50 and 75% water, all right? That's a big number. I've read so much research into this and they all say something different, but it is between 50 and 75% water and you cannot argue with me. That is a big number. I think it's safe to say that our bodies are mostly made up of water. So that's why it's so important that we are replenishing our water stores as much as possible. Water helps us digest our food, which helps with fluid retention. It lubricates our joints. It optimizes brain function. It improves our energy and our mood, and it flushes bodily waste, which is what influences on Instagram called detoxing, which newsflash, you don't need lemon or celery juice to do. That's what our kidneys are for. So before I spiral down into another rant, I'll just quickly summarize what the takeaways are. Watching your nutrition can be as easy as doing the 80-20 nutrition philosophy, which is ensuring 80% of our daily food intake to come from whole and nutritious sources and 20% of our food intake can come from treats and indulgence. Training, incorporating at least two days of bodyweight workouts a week and being very intentional with each movement. Five quality reps is still better than 20 half-assed ones. Ensuring good quality sleep every night. Prioritizing your sleep cycle, making sure you're getting some routine so that you're not putting additional stress on your body than there already currently is. Water intake. Make sure you are drinking adequate water every single day. For most people, this is going to be two liters or more. And depending on how much you exercise, how much you sweat, how much you excrete, that number can change, but it's generally two liters or more. And I want to finish this up by saying if your body goals are based on someone else's body, then you're always going to lose. You can do everything right, eat well, train efficiently, sleep, etc. But the reality is we are all uniquely different and we can never really look like her. But that is beautiful. Remember, our bodies respond to all of these factors differently and there's no way to replicate someone's body due to our genetics, our bone structure, our height, etc. Nor should you want to because, my love, you are uniquely you, beautiful in your own skin and beautiful just the way that you are. And if you do eat right and train hard only until you can love yourself fully for who you are, can you truly be happy or satisfied? You might not feel good about yourself when you look in the mirror and that's okay, but it's not because of how you look that you're unhappy. It's because you haven't yet been able to accept how uniquely beautiful you are, to be you, to be alive, to be serving all of the wonderful people around you the way that you do daily. So please don't forget that. Please don't let society's warped standards of beauty sway your vision. You are you, you are beautiful and you are enough. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give me five stars and a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more great vibrations and high frequencies, come and find me on Instagram at Ophiho. We have an amazing, loving and supportive community there and it would be an honor for you to come and join us. Sending you lots of love and I'll see you next time.